Yo, yo, what up? This is Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board, and I am excited about this episode I have for you today. It is a prospect that I've been high on since the beginning of the season. I even did a podcast on him back in like October, and I mentioned him as a first-round pick on a previous episode with Chad Ford. I'm excited that I have Ryan Rollins here. I was able to do an interview with him. Stay tuned. All right, shout out to each and every person that has made the NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. And in this case, this is your first episode of the week. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And also, today, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And like I mentioned in the opener, I have Ryan Rollins on the show. We recorded this episode a couple days ago. Stay tuned. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Raphael, NBA Big Board. Got a special guest here. Got Ryan Rollins. And before I get into the interview, I want to tell my Ryan Rollins story. I was in Detroit. I want to say it was probably like October. And a friend of mine, a good friend of mine was like, hey, man, let's, let's go to Toledo. I want, I want you to check, check out this kid. So I had heard of Ryan after he had a good freshman year. It was like a D2 game, was it? It was like yeah, a yeah. game against, it was like an exhibition game against a, a D2 school. And all I took was one half, and, and I knew that he was a pro. And I even, like, did a podcast about how I thought that he could be this year's Jason Preston. This was probably back in October. Of course, nobody knew how I was, who I was talking about. The podcast kind of flopped in a sense. But here we are. It is April, and I got Ryan here. He is legitimate. NBA prospect. I think he's a first rounder on my board. Ryan, thank you for coming on. How, Appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, man. How, how's everything going for you? How's this process been? You know, it's been interesting, man. It's been a different, different scene for me. You know, I haven't really been, been nowhere besides the Detroit and Toledo area. So, you know, it's been good just to leave the city and then get some good work camp. So, cool. So, I, I feel like you are one of the more underrated, if not the most underrated prospect in this class and people are just now starting to do their research on you and in your opinion why do you feel like you're still under the radar uh mainly just i ain't had a lot of the national televised games you know like most mid-major guys like jason Preston did last year versus uh illinois yeah illinois yeah. when he went off you know I, I, we played against michigan state but i ain't played that well and we lost so you know that just one of them games where you know, you you just show everybody who you are. Yeah, one of them big games was a big school. I didn't have one of those, so I think that's the main reason, really. All right, let's let's go back to high school. Do you feel like you were under the radar in high school, or do you consider yourself a late bloomer? Uh, I think I was a little bit of both. I say, you know, high school I had a lot of injuries during the AAU sessions where the the main coaches came out. So, you know, during those times I was hurt. I didn't get to play to my best ability. So they didn't get to see me. So and then I played with a lot of good, a lot of good guy, guards on my team. So Jalen Terry, Lauren Bowman, uh, Jaden Hardy. So you know, with all them guys, I just I guess I flew under the radar. You know, I still did what I was supposed to do. Just kept my head down and work hard. So here I am now. All right. How did did the the COVID year have any impact on on you as far as recruiting or your? I mean, right now COVID seems like it was about four years ago, even though it wasn't that long ago. Did yes. that have any impact? 
Uh, it did a little bit. I had committed before, like it happened. Really, it was my go, my junior summer going to my senior year. I already committed to Toledo, so I mean, it didn't really affect me in the recruiting process. But mm-hmm. you know, just everything else along with basketball, kind of, kind of sidetracked stuff. So you're you're only 19, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're one of the youngest sophomores in this class. Actually, there are some freshmen that are older than you. Do you think your age helps you in a sense that you're 19 and you have two years of experience? Or do you feel like it may have hurt you in a sense? Because if you would have been a reclass or an older high school senior, maybe it would have put you in a situation where you would have been more highly recruited. No, I think it helped me. You know, especially when you reclassify, usually it comes back to hurt you in the long run. So, you know, for me, it's just age. I'm a young kid. I'm a winner. I can learn a lot. I'm a quick learner. So just me being young, me being put in a situation where I can learn and just groom me to be be who I need to be. All right. So we're here in Dallas. You're working out. You've been here about a week now. Yeah, about a week. So what is a, a typical day like for you? I imagine this is not like college. You know, the, nah. the, <laughs> the structure is a whole lot different. And for those that are listening that have always wondered, like, what goes on behind the scenes of, yeah. of a player preparing for the draft? Just give me, like, a what's a typical day like for you? Uh, for the past week, I wake up at, like, 8, 8.30, uh, get to Sandersfield workout, which is like a weightlifting workout, around 9, 9.30, do that workout, probably go grab a smoothie or something, and then go do another basketball workout at Drive Nation with uh, Tim Martin, and that would be probably about an hour, hour and a half. And then I rest after that and then go later on at probably like 9.30 and then do another basketball workout. So you're doing two a days? Two, three a days. Two, three a days. Yeah. Shout out to Melvin Sanders at Sanders Fit. Yeah. Now, I've, I've known Melvin for a while. Just let the audience know, who do you run into on a daily basis up at Sanders yeah. Fit? And it's still early. I mean, it's, it's going to be. Anybody, for real. I've seen Gronk in there. Uh, Gronk? I seen Gronk. Okay. Uh, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know Gronk was Derek even. Derrick Henry being there a lot. I see him all uh, the time. Bunch of pros, a lot of people being there, man. You never know who you're going to run into. Yeah, I mean, I know that last summer you may see Julius Randle in there. Yeah. Kate did a lot of his uh, his pre-draft stuff. I mean, Melvin's great at what he does. I actually remember Melvin when he was when he was playing at, up at uh, Oklahoma State. They went to the Final Four, I want to say, like 2004. Maybe he, he wasn't on that team, maybe not. But it, it is, like, for me, if I were in your shoes, it would, like, kind of inspire me because it's yeah. like – you see all those people. Yeah, and I mean, especially for like being like under the radar. You know, it wasn't like a lot of kids have been spoiled where they're like 13 or 14 and every superstar is reaching out to them. You've kind of like grinded and hustled your way to be in this position. Now you're working out, you're getting the same workout as these guys that are all pros and, and millionaires. So that that has to that has to feel good. So tell me about like your, your workouts, you're doing two basketball workouts a day. What is the, the main focus for you this offseason? Well, not even offseason. The main focus for you heading into the draft? Uh, really just getting the best condition of my life. You know, just get stronger, faster, quicker uh, on the basketball side. Just develop a more consistent jump shot, which I think I already have a little bit in this week that I've been here. So, you know, just consistent grind. Just, you know, these next – on the three, three, four weeks is going to be important. So just hard work for. So let's let's talk about about the jump shot in a sense. So I uh, I'm not from Detroit, but I went to college with a lot of guys from Detroit. I've always had a love for the city. Got a lot of friends from Detroit, and I always feel like players from Detroit have this 
offensive creativity. It's it's like this playground game in a sense, right? Yeah. So you you have that in you as far as being able to create your own shot off the dribble. What makes it a, a Detroit thing to have game off the dribble? Are you guys like playing pickup all the time or yeah, in the I parks? Mean, yeah, but like I say, like before college, I really didn't like do training like how I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. It really was just five on five. That's how I worked out. So I just played five on five all the time. So and when you win that, and when you were good players, and you got to figure out how to get a bucket by your own. You know, it's not a lot of pick and rolls and down screens and all of that. So you just got to figure out how ways to get score and get buckets. So I mean, it works out. Yeah, see, I've, I've dabbled with some training here and there, but I can always tell a guy that his game was built in a lab where he's shooting off chairs yeah. and cones and a guy that has this creativity that only comes with playing like a live, a live defense. And so when I, when I watch your game, I, I, I see that. So. All right, before we get into the next segment and the next round of questions, I wanted to talk to you about Athletic Greens. And you're probably wondering, like, Raphael, what is Athletic Greens? And I'm telling you, with just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, aging, all of the above. So I'll give you a few healthy facts. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, Paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or article, artificial anything. While it still tastes good and it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity, alertness is the one thing that Athletic Greens has over others. It, it uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It is cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It is recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own. And Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. In 2020, Athletic Greens purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforest. So for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Hungry Kid here in the U.S. In 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, check it out. Athleticgreens.com slash locked on NBA network. Once again, thank you for making the NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. 
And now, for your second listen, I would suggest you check out the Locked On Now podcast. It gives you nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from my local experts. It is free, and it is available wherever you get your podcast, and it is also on YouTube. Let's talk about the pull-up jumper. Right. So, you know, the analytic guys are saying, like, the pull-up jumper is this inefficient shot, and, and people are against it. But that's like your, your, your bread and butter. And I, I think it's a good shot. I think that if you're going to be a, a scorer in today's NBA and not just a 3 and D guy, I think you need to pull up jumper. So I feel like your pull-up is automatic. Where, where did that come from? I honestly don't know. It's just <laughs> really just playing five-on-five, five, just figuring out ways to score. Uh, I, I always haven't been the most athletic, so it's kind of – you know, so I can get to the rim and dunk on somebody, but, you know, so I can't always do that. So you got to figure out ways just to be efficient and just, you know, don't don't hurt yourself. So just get to that mid-range, pull up, use the floaters, fadeaways, simple stuff like that. Just get you easy, easy buckets. So I feel like you're a sneaky athletic. Like yeah. your game doesn't rely on athleticism, but you, you will come down the lane and you, you yeah. will you will dunk on somebody. And I know I asked you this question before a few days ago, but – where did you get this left-handed game from? Like, I'm left-handed, so I, yeah. of course, when I watch guys play, I think of in the mind of a left-hander. But when I watch you play, you play like you're a lefty, but you're actually a righty. Where, where did that come from? Uh, I'm a little bit ambidextrous, so I kick on my left foot. Uh, I do, like, my left hand, I think my left hand is just stronger than my right. So since a kid, I always just drove to the left because it was more comfortable. I feel more comfortable with the ball in my left hand, so... I was always on the left, and I always could have a good touch around the room with my left hand. So it just happened like that. Must be nice. I got a little yeah. one on the way who'll be born in, in August, and I'm hoping he's ambidextrous because I feel yeah, like there's so yeah. many advantages. Like I was watching you work out earlier this week, and um, Tim had you doing, like, these floater drills. Yeah. But I noticed you were shooting some left-handed, some right-handed. I mean, other than Mike Conley, I don't know anybody else that's yeah, shooting yeah. lefty and righty floaters. With with ease, so when you're when you're like shooting, cause I'm I'm all left-handed. I'm like that left-handed guy that only went left, yeah. and I when you force me right, I still went left. So when you're shooting like these these floaters, is it just natural instincts, or do you know like all right, I'm gonna shoot, I'm I'm going right, I'm gonna shoot it right. How how does that work? It's kind of just the feel of the game for you know just having whatever side they play you heavy, you go that way. The left hand is open, then you shoot left-handed. So. I mean, it's kind of easy for me. I just both hands are pretty equal, so. Man, that, that must yeah. be nice. <laughs> I could shoot my left hand a little bit too with the three, so. You and Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rasheed was he was like one of my favorite players, and I, I've seen videos of him shooting left-handed threes, but it looks exactly. Yeah, mine clean too. It don't always go in, but it looked good though. So you uh so like. You know, if you have a bad shooting slump, are they going to start saying that, oh, man, maybe you need to switch to your left hand? Oh, no. I used to play baseball, too. I used to hit both-handed, so I hit right hand lefty. See, when you wonder why these guys are who they are, like, yeah. it's, it's a special talent to, to, to be in this level. All right, so has it hit you that you are so close? You know, like, every yeah. every kid that plays basketball has this dream of going to the NBA. There's only, like, less than 500 of those slots in the world. Has it hit you that you are close? Yeah, it's hit me. I try not to you know, get a big head about it or 
not trying to stay humble about the situation that I'm in. I'm blessed for sure, but you know I try to try to keep it on the on the down low. I should say to not show my emotions and just stay level headed with throughout this whole process. All right, is there a certain player that you pattern your game after? I mean, I've seen comparisons to Devin Booker. I've seen someone compare you to a smaller Brandon Ingram. Is there anyone that you think that that you play like? Uh, probably the main one is CJ McCollum. I said that a couple times. Uh, mid major guy. Yeah, mid major guy. Just somebody that's you know not the most athletic, but can dunk on somebody that's pretty athletic. Uh, got the great mid range, nice handle. Uh, you know, just can create for themselves and others, and just know how to play basketball. Smooth, smooth operator. You know, I, I never thought of that. CJ, mid major guy. Um, Late bloomer in a sense. I mean, I heard his story about how he basically had no offers from big schools, and and then he ended up just he ended up being a lottery pick. But I mean, he was a guy that literally just he was self made in a sense. And I even listened to like this interview where he said even when he was in high school, he had affirm he cut off his alarm, and he had his affirmations waking him up every morning, and he he set these goals so. For, for you, like what, like what have you done like the past few years to put yourself in this position? Because if you look at guys that came out in high school with you, you I'm sure you can see the guys that were way more highly yeah. touted, highly rated, and now you are amongst the guys that everyone was praising since they were probably in eighth grade. What is it that you did that that helped you get to where you're at today? I think I just stayed the course. You know, it's a marathon, so right. it's a different different situation for everybody. Everybody gonna have different trials and tribulations throughout their life. So it's just me just staying staying solid to who I am, keeping my head down, working hard every day, and just just doing what I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. All right, it is almost May. So for those of you that have long given up on your New Year's resolution and you want to try to eat something healthy, but you're having a hard time finding something that tastes healthy and that also has flavor, check out Built Bar. And if you have tried a Built Bar, have you tried the new Puffs? If you have not, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. The Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. Not just your typical protein bar, they're a treat, and they are covered with 100% real chocolate. And the puffs have been a fan favorite with incredible flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana pie. Guaranteed you have one of these as your favorite. And like I said earlier, all built bars are covered with 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate, and the puffs included. They're low-calorie, high-protein. They can replace your candy bars with ease simply because they are better. And a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. But if you go to Built.com and you scroll down to the macros chart, you will be blown away. It's high-protein, low-calories, high-fiber, low-carbs. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Now, if you compare that to your candy bar, that usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So check out some of the flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And new this month is the white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and they have new flavors coming out all the time. If the people at Built Bar think that a flavor might be good, they will make it. And then they'll figure out a way 
to make it healthy. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off at built.com. All right, so let's talk about like it, the handle, right? So you said that, um, that, that you wanted to just kind of work on everything. Yeah. Are there any specific drills that you're doing to like work on, on, on your handle and, and just um, improving in that area? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of, especially at nighttime with uh, Juwan. He works with Tyler Ruff, so, you know, they do a lot of that ball handling. Yeah, shout out to Juwan Brown. So, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of stuff for him, just coming off ball screens, uh, getting to the paint, ball movements and stuff like that. I've, I've been working on it a lot for sure. So you mentioned you feel like your three ball has, has gotten better with, with, within yeah. the last week. I know, like, if there is one knock that people that are just looking at basic stats, they may say, okay, you shot like 31% from three. I think that a lot of that percentage is, I mean, it is what it is, but I don't, I don't think it's a true indication of your shooting ability because, I mean, you were playing such a starring role and then you yeah. had to take a lot, a lot of tough shots. But as far as, like, how many shots are you getting up a day as far as, like, three-point shots? And, and are you just working on, like, coming off screens or spot-ups or? I can't even tell you, though, how many shots I don't guesstimate to, I don't even know, probably, like. I mean, you're doing two a day, so I'm sure yeah, you're getting up. it's a lot. I know that. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of shots just coming off ball screens, down screens, uh, pick-and-roll actions, catch-and-shoots, a lot of catch-and-shoots, just. Really, all types of jump shots, mid-range floaters, just not really a lot, a lot of shots for sure. All right, let's talk about off the court. Like, yeah. what, what do you like to do? What are your interests off the court? I mean, you seem to be real laid back and chill. Yeah. What, um, what's what's a, a typical weekend like for you, especially now after you've yeah. been working hard throughout throughout the week? Like, what are you doing on weekends just to relax? I'm a simple dude. Man. I like to hang with my family, my friends. You know, watch TV, watch basketball games, watch movies. Uh, I kick in every now and then, just go out here and there. So I'm a simple dude. I ain't nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. All right, last question. It's the day of the draft. You hear your name called. What's going to be the first thought that, that goes through your mind? I don't know, man. Just probably, like this is real. Like yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're like possibly gonna, weeks I'm gonna be away. Shocked. I'm, I don't know. I might cry, man. Who knows? I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm, I'm gonna be so. I'm super excited. I'm gonna be blessed. I'm super blessed to be in this situation. So it's just everything might might come down at that time, and I finally show some emotions in. So I don't know. We'll see. It would be worth it. I mean, it's it's like, I mean, less than one percent. I don't even know the percentages, but I know it's significantly less than one percent of the people that are playing basketball are 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 in this. Or in this position. Yeah. Well, man, I thank you so much for, for coming on the, this podcast. I know your schedule's busy, so I thank you for taking the time out. Yeah, appreciate it. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow. Got Ryan Robbins here. And we are out. All right, thank you for making NBA Big Boy your first listen of the day. I mean, I really appreciate it so much that this is my third time thanking you for it. But now, I'd also advise you to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. They've covered the first jump ball of the playing tournament, and they will be covering all the way to the last possession of the NBA Finals. The Locked On experts will take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis that will affect all 30 teams. All right, once again, this is Rafael Barlow. I had Ryan Rollins on as a guest. And this is the point in the show that I have to let the audience go because we are out.